is the morning of the 15th of august 2019 good morning and welcome to pbe daily the early morning and late night podcast my name is point blank Yvonne thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today i am eternally grateful that i actually get the chance to make this recording because it's one of those things where i find great fulfillment in that the journeys of musings tend to make great products come to life and i'd like to think that the product i'm making right now is a great product and there's value found and value sought in everything that i actually put forward i had an interesting yesterday by that i mean this i rose super early i created quite a lot i took myself to work i did the work that was required and in more ways than one it was one of those things where the fulfillment was i got that done but it's not enough and then i got home and couple of emails down literally just my eyes were heavy 8 p.m i was out i said you know what there's there's a reason we said we're not going to be working evening so why not just abuse this and just let ourselves go i mean who who gets home at 5 30 has the dinner at 6 has the cinnamon tea by 7 38 watches one thing online and then passes out this guy right here i do that and i'm actually glad that i actually took the time to do that because it actually bettered me to allow myself to actually relax i don't do enough of that and that i'm taking the time to do so means a lot uh, the curiosities that i still have based upon the last episode i did which was yesterday how i was giving my take on how my being a romantic towards things i enjoy and how the romanticism of certain things affected my perceptions of love my perceptions of civilization and all that there's something i I came to to realize, I don't remember the exact date of this happening, but the French Revolution to the Romantics played a very big part in how they viewed the world. And not only that, but before I even touching the French Revolution, another thing I came across was this. Not only was the French Revolution a big part of what came to be, but also the, the revolution that came with literature in that people started having novels and pamphlets moving around and the literary works was what was actually making people become even more curious about what was happening around them i mean prior to that i'm sure certain civilizations thought it was a smart move to not educate their communities or their societies because if the more people can read the more they cannot be swayed in accordance to one person's frame of mind or one person's frame of thinking i mean i wouldn't rule that out and I would not be remiss if I was to assume that there are certain people who did not want to maintain an order where not everyone could write. Because if you can write, you can immortalize yourself. And by making the literary work immortalize you, it's a big thing. I mean, currently, in our day and age, that you can record yourself and put it out to the entire world, is that not a revolution in it of itself? And I was thinking about the French Revolution and the literary work that existed and why I like the idea of it's no surprise me choosing to go into the written word before going into anything else. I mean, yes, my very first talent is illustration, but my curiosity towards the perfect execution of words was born from television. I grew up glued to the TV. to most people when you hear me speak you may assume i was educated abroad or at any point in my life i was in an institution of learning that was far beyond that which is considered the 844 education system let me be the first to burst that bubble i am born and raised in nairobi i have never been outside this continent i've been to maximum 
four or five different countries on the continent i am yet to really travel i barely travel as it is when the internet was born guess who found a way to vicariously be everywhere and be at the same place at the same time yep here i'm to make sure you guys know the truth (laughs) but because of what i was consuming audibly and visually i i speak and carry myself the way i do and I think that's the whole idea behind when you make visual information with, with film, with, with 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 television shows, with with with, with documentaries, with with, with literal, written work. It, it always will influence how the next man thinks. And I thank God for the fact that the visual and the verbal was the first passions I had because it's no surprise my first internship was in a publishing house. I was illustri- illustrating for Insider Magazine for six months of my life and it was a very cool period before I went to college. It was like a, a small college in town, but from very small spaces come very great things. I'd like to think there's some great works I've done in my career so far. And born from that, it was no wonder that the first thing I did when I opened my company was to make publications. And as far as the next level, which is the film that I've been working on, you will see why certain things take time. And I'm being a process guy, it makes sense to me. But now to come back to the things that I've mentioned initially, talking about how the romanticizing of uh, the French Revolution and literature. Many people, even to this day, we wouldn't really have a firm thinking or a firm understanding of democracy or an inkling towards what we think democracy is if we don't revisit the French Revolution. And the French Revolution, the crazy thing about it is it's the first place where you actually find people come up with such certain phrases as we all seek a revolution but we keep forgetting that the revolution sometimes eats its own children or it takes out the people who caused it. Just because you're the conduit of a French Revolution or a conduit of a revolution does not necessarily mean that you'll be the one to reap the benefits of that revolution. Maximilien Robespierre was beheaded I mean, he tried to kill himself and he failed. There's a podcast I did previously that actually touched on that particular uh, topic. And even the visual of it, you will see an image of Maximilian uh, with a band-aid around his jaw because he shot his jaw and he didn't get to die. So he still had to be beheaded. And the guttural cry that is alleged that he made when the band-aid was pulled off his face before the blade fell to his neck, it's 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 something else. And uh, the guillotine being uh, a French creation, I, I believe, uh, all that in the same period. I mean, there's a day celebrated in France, I believe it's called Bastille Day. And Bastille Day was this, there's this building that was used as um, a county prison, I believe. It's been a while since I've watched or read anything about the French Revolution, but just bear with me. Um, the, the building itself was taken down brick by brick by the people. The governor who controlled that building was beheaded and his head was put on a pike. And they walked around town with his head. And the people who did this are the people who are considered the commoners, the people who are heavily taxed by the government, the people who are taken down by the government. And you take that and then you start seeing how the radical changes that are supposed to be made by revolution became so radical and so painstakingly harsh to the people that they had to get rid of the people who came up with the revolution in the first place. When I look at that and I think about now 
the current day and age that we live in as far as the literary works my heroes in comic book writing and comic book illustration some of them did not like the idea of their work being plagiarized or being recreated for a different generation to consume because a lot of their work would have to be tainted or toned down for easy consumption perfect hero of that is a person i've mentioned i think once or twice on this podcast who is alan moore alan moore is a british writer from the 1980s who his most iconic work was watchmen and even today watchmen is being re-envisioned for a new generation as a hbo series which i cannot wait to see uh the swamp thing book he also touched on that prior to him doing watchmen and even the period of them coming into comic books the the american comic book it was called the uk invasion or it was the, the european invasion and the, that generation was him neil gaiman and a bunch of other artists and writers and the thing was to be found subversive or to be found almost like an anarchist in, his, in the work you create it was his thing alan moore is the same person who wrote v for vendetta and in not not so many years after you'd find countless people who would make visual references to uh the mask that was invented for the book v for vendetta to be the image used for anarchy as far as uh the hacking of government systems and putting the information out into the public and letting the public know what they need to know and the thing i've always found as a, a delicate balance with that particular uh, sensation is this we want information we'd like to be completely engrossed and and made a part of information sharing and information giving but can we truly handle the degrees of information that exist out there i mean there's a, a documentary I watched earlier this year and it said uh, the first statement they say in that particular documentary is because of a certain writer who said all governments lie. His name escapes me but he used to write a newsletter in the United States and that newsletter was considered the truth sayer in the 1960s and 70s all the way to the 80s I think. And the assumption that all governments lie and by taking that as written truth is a big thing it's actually why you think about how certain governments will go the extra mile of making sure that they keep an iron fist and an iron lid on all information passed to the people it's no surprise that most media conglomerates say in our country kenya are owned or if not controlled by families or individuals in positions of power because if you can dis- dictate how the information is passed to the people you can dictate how you can control them but if in certain areas of that particular country say the different central business districts across the country if you can have them have access to the internet you can't lie to them anymore and if you can't lie to them anymore you will maintain a hold or a lid on information in the different parts that you could influence by making sure those parts never develop notice the rabbit hole that's born simply from actually touching about the subversive nature of romanticizing rebellion and i think in the first podcast i did talking about uh romanticism i mentioned the fact that in certain settings say political settings a disturbance in status quo is what kind of gives everything a chance to grow again i mean some things need to burn for good things to be born thereafter certain understandings or levels of uh order if you will 
that exist must be tainted or taken apart in order for things to make sense thereafter. I don't know why this is the thing that popped in my head first, but I'll actually just throw it in there. In a certain period, um, the the maternal burden or maternal blessing of bearing a child was at great risk because mothers were dying right, left and center immediately after they gave birth to their children. And no one understood why, because the child would be born and after the child is born, the mother would be sick and the mother would pass. And that level of mortality was a big, big problem for everybody in Europe and they couldn't understand why that was happening. And an individual whose name I completely do not remember, he started asking himself questions of why would this be happening and it's intellectuals who are doing all this uh childbearing and all that like why, what as far as so give, child giving birth like the process of, of giving birth was being done by these professionals these men and why are all these women dying as a result of it but then he came to realize something during the practice of trying to understand the human anatomy and understanding medicine a lot of these professionals would work in with dead bodies cadavers but not wash their hands because they weren't washing their hands and then they come and they touch the womb of a woman who is giving birth whatever dirt was or whatever fungi or whatever uh, disease was on the body they were touching would make it into the mother and as a result the mother would die by telling people to wash their hands, that person was considered very subversive. And then it turned into, you know what, it's actual state pro- practice. You should not touch a cadaver, then touch the womb of a living person. It doesn't work that way. And if it wasn't for that disruption, nothing would have changed. And the industrial age uh, giving the, the rise to a middle class and the middle class wanting to have a chance to actually with merit make it into the next levels of life. If it wasn't for that, there wouldn't be the writings of Karl Marx and, and the there wouldn't be the whole communist manifesto there wouldn't be that if it wasn't for a search for people who are considered lower classes for information as far as knowledge in regards to learning the law and learning literature and being able to write literature and being the romantics if it wasn't for that there would be no pubs of people sitting down and debating ideas and there would be no french revolution if there was no need for people to try re-establish themselves and disrupt what order existed prior. Nothing of what we have today would truly exist. If it wasn't for the first couple of people who were born in this country and educated in European education, if it wasn't for them realizing that, okay, if we cannot, if we can study the way they study, if we can speak the way they speak, if we can sit in classes the way they sit in classes, if we can pass the same papers, what's to stop us from running our own country in the same place? We could do this on our own. A disruption had to happen and independence was born thereafter. Disruption of status quo comes with the romantics period. In my assumption, like, this is just from what I'm pe- piecing together as we go. In no way, shape or form am I saying that I'm dictating that these are the facts that exist, but these are the facts that I've come to thus far. A lot of this may change in the future because I'm, I'm still a growing man, I'm a learning man. But from what I understand, these are some of the conclusions I'm drawing. It is required of me to learn that which exists as far as order be it in my passions as far as my arts and my uh, my comic books and my writings it is important for me to understand the sensibilities that those who are in the places of power have and those who wish to be in the places of power 
It is then upon me to find a way to be in the right rooms at the right time by being invited to those rooms. I'd love to bum rush the show, gladly, but I'd rather somebody else bum rush it for me and have me brought in thereafter. Notice earlier this week I mentioned the fact that you have to ask yourself if you're the aggressor or if you are the calculator. And I established myself as a bit of a calculator in that I'd rather make enough works that would actually make you want me in a space than for me to dictate that I want to be in that place. The crazy thing about the art world is this. When you want to be successful in the art world, you can't be arrogant about it. You'd rather your people who believe you be arrogant for you. It's probably the most safe space to be in as far as the egos and the touchy-feely existence that people may have. If a person says, I truly believe in what this person does, I truly believe in how they carry themselves, I truly believe in how they establish themselves in this business, you will be in safe hands if you give him the job. It's a good place to be. It actually gives you the chance to have first refusal, which is something I would have to say 2019 I have thoroughly enjoyed. First refusal of a lot of things is something I was really, really hoping in my 17 years in entertainment. To be allowed to say, let me think about it, or I think I'm the wrong guy for the job, please talk to this person. It's so satisfying to know that you did not offend a client or a friend or a person you're interested in but you allowed the person have something that they were looking for even if it's through somebody else's hands and i think one of the the the, the pitfalls of this particular thing is when i look at some of the tv shows that have been created recently there are certain shows which have been cancelled and i can understand why they were cancelled because even 10-15 minutes in listening and watching what's happening and maybe it's just my tolerance for entertainment has been greatly swayed in the wrong direction but I find it super hard to watch certain shows because I don't feel like the person who's actually acting or the person who wrote what this person is acting had their heart in the right place and it registers when you see the dialogue being so superficial or so fickle that you can't swallow there's one show i was watching yesterday and just the pilot episode has me so concerned and i heard that that show was cancelled way before it even made it into the second episode but it's a full season so i normally watch most of most of these shows when i'm having my lunch in the office so we'll see how that plays out but in the end sometimes some things have to burn in order for things to be grown after marinate on that feel free to reach out to me and let's talk about it with that being said i'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode i'm grateful that we are making it to the 600s as far as the episodes are concerned with the listens in total thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast on different platforms and every platform that actually hosts this podcast i am eternally grateful to your existence for allowing me this young man sitting in nairobi to have the whole world listen to what i have to say out of curiosities and musings as my man bodero likes to say uno But as I would like to say, be Caesar or be nothing at all. God bless, be good, and until the morrow, you enjoy every second of that which has been put together for you to achieve today.